Buenos dias, Senor Alejandro. Como esta? What's happening here? What, what are we doing? What's what's happening right now? That's what you get for <laughs> chirping me in the pregame. I chirp fair you enough. back on camera. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. Who's coming to us from the satellite location of You Killed It in Cancun. This yeah. Is, <laughs> this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. It's the final. It's the true Tim. finals. The season finale is probably the best way of putting mm -hmm. it. Off the hop, I do have a comment, Sheldon. Okay. You and I had complaints last week that mm -hmm. it seemed like last week's episode was a little thin, and it was 60 minutes, and then this week's episode was 90 minutes. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, I just think that having – there's definitely what we were talking about last week, right? That there's definitely an extra elimination that they would have planned for at the end of last episode, which, you know, if you beef it up a little, you probably get it closer to an, an hour and a half as well, right, mm -hmm. as opposed to being an hour. So I think that just being the difference is uh, what differentiates last episode to this episode. I guess so. It makes sense. I, I just, I feel like they probably could have done the final in two episodes rather than three. We, yeah. you know, they really trumpeted the hundred hour part of things, mm -hmm. but like it really wasn't a hundred hours. I'm like, we'll get there when we get there. But there was a very obvious time jump where they jump forward eight hours after doing literally nothing. <laughs> yeah there are a lot of little things in this where you're kind of watching and you're like okay i see what's going on and there were i almost feel like once it would have been tough to do right because clearly the whole theory of planning out this final was centered around the whole hundred hours thing mm -hmm. but it's almost like they would have been better served getting into editing and just removing that part of it yeah, right. Just I, th say, hey, I think that's the, the move. Which is a tough move to make, right? Like after you plan out literally the whole thing, you know, just to boost that up. But it really ended up being just like uh, almost making it seem like they made mistakes. You know what I mean? Like there's an error in it when really like who cares if you had one part of the challenge and then it's dark and now here's the second part of the challenge, right? Like nobody yeah. cares. But the fact that you're hyping it up as if like the whole time they'd be doing stuff, that's what makes it even worse to me. I agree. So day three begins. They're running up to the elevator. It's hour 69. Nice. Mm -hmm. And Johnny says he's going into today like he's still behind, even though he and Ani are not behind. They're in first. Yeah. Uh, TJ says they're going to turn the heat up a little bit. And they have to throw chuck bombs, whatever those are, at targets. I thought he said chalk bombs. Is that what he said? I thought he said? I thought he said chuck. In any event, I, I was, it was weird to me because like he used that phrase, whichever it was, as if it's like a common phrase. It's like he said it as if he was saying water balloons. Like he said it like in the most casual way, like, oh, yeah, this is, this is something that people know about. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was it was super strange. I I took it as chalk bombs, but either you're probably way, right. You're probably I, right. I thought it looked really cool. Like it was a really cool challenge in the sense of you're hanging out of a helicopter, 
and trying to, you know, hit targets, right? Drop a chalk bomb onto targets. I thought it looked really cool. I thought it was really cool. It was hard. Um, and one of those things where, you know, we're watching it and we take it for granted how easy it looks or how easy they make it look. Mm -hmm. If you put a bunch of people hanging out of the side of a helicopter, I feel like it might be a little more uh, difficult than they made it seem, right? Like these guys on the challenge have done so many things that they make look so easy. And yet, you know, got to give them credit. The interesting part though, right, was that uh, the differentiation between who was in third place who was in second place and who was in first place. And that differentiated how many chalk bombs you had to throw at the moving targets or not the moving targets at the targets while you're moving. Uh, Devin and Tori got to go first. And, you know, I know that it was supposed to be a disadvantage going first, but there's no real strategy. Do you know what I mean? Like other than, you know, I don't I just think that it was supposed to be a deterrent going first and normally it is if there's something that you need to figure out in the challenge. But in this one there really wasn't, right? Well, we heard like we heard Jordan try to have some strategy when he said to Anisa, you want to try to like throw it aim for like just in front of the target and then mm -hmm. like it'll get carried on. Mm -hmm. But part of the problem was if if you didn't hit the target, it didn't necessarily break. Yeah. So exactly. a lot were just bouncing. And I think Jordan's strategy kind of was banking on the idea that it would, like, you would maybe clip the side of it and it would break, but, like, you had to hit it flush. Once again, Devin and Tori have, I guess Devin in particular, has a, a gift for projectiles. Like, I don't know how to explain it at this point, but, like, they killed it, pardon yeah. the phrase, but, like, they really crushed this. And notably, because Johnny and uh, Nani were in first, they got to assign a certain number of balls to mm -hmm. each team and who would go first, it, which was a huge advantage, seemingly, mm -hmm. but it didn't really pan out for them that way. And like you said, I'm not – I don't know – I mean, you, there's no way to practice this, right? Like, this isn't like weightlifting or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, Tori, got to give credit where credit's due. And I know there might be certain instances where I struggled to give Tori and Devin credit where credit you was due. You dare. But you I think dare. that, no, 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 they did a good job <laughs> in this challenge. Like, this was a difficult challenge, and I thought they did a really good job. And as you mentioned, they had the least amount of opportunities to hit the targets, and they still hit the most while going first. So I give them a lot of credit. And they end up winning this part of uh, the the final, which I thought was really cool. And there, for winning, they got to select the order that you were released into the next stage. And I think this is what you were talking about in terms of just how crazy it flipped. Because so obviously they allow, um, they go first, then they went with Anissa and Jordan, and then it was Bananas and Nani. And TJ says, up ahead, you will come to a fork in the road and you will need to choose a path. And the thing that was weird was they start running and then all of a sudden they skip ahead and it's nighttime. 
And I thought, you know, it, it was kind of weird because, like, are we supposed to be assuming that they were running this whole time? Like, I, I didn't understand it. There's another time where that happens, too. Like, it mm-hmm. happens a second time. I mean, we yeah. get, I'll just say when it is now, but like the final elimination, they wake up, like they have conversations where they've clearly just woken up. It's first thing in the morning. Like you can tell by the like light that it is like 7 a.m. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they walk up to do the final elimination and it's nighttime again. Like it's, it's cl- like clearly 10 hours have passed or 12 hours, depending <laughs> on the time of year. Like it's yeah, like yeah. they were clearly waking up at seven, 8 a.m., maybe 6 a.m. And then like they're showing up and it's like, and they've done nothing. Like they don't even run. <laughs> like it's just like wake up at nighttime. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and they counted strange. the hours too, right? Mm-hmm. Like TJ then is like, it's now hour 97. And you're like, but they haven't done anything for nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a very weird dynamic. Um, and the next part, it basically you're just running through a corn maze, right? And like, I feel like this was one of those things that they put together because it looked really cool on TV, right? Like the aerial shots and all that at night and the way that it was lighting up, you know, I I get it, you know, like it looked really cool. Um, But in terms of an actual just part of a final, they're running through this huge maze, which I don't feel like we got a full scope of how big or how long it took them to do this. No. Which I feel like might have helped because it's not that I found it boring. It's just that I didn't the 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 weight of it didn't really hit home with me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it made me think of, I mean, this is a very local Toronto being of a certain age type <laughs> reference. So like we were doing one percent of the people. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of the people listening to this will know what I'm talking about when I say like it made me think of like this is like the center island maze. Remember you were a kid and you went to Center Island and they had like the maze there and it was like whoa! It takes oh, like man, five I love minutes that. to run through. I haven't thought that ma- about that maze in ages. Thank you for taking me back. Right? I should like, say, of sorry. a certain age from Toronto, you know what that maze is, right? Everyone went to that. Yeah, uh, it was a must. Mm-hmm. Um, a deep off chimed in with some music details for us. So the first scene, it's Everything is Alright by Motion City Soundtrack. When Devin and Tori are in the helicopter, it's Get Free by the Vines. Which, like, I'm going to say, I'm going to put this out there. It's a That's a huge miss, right? Like, it should have been, like, Painted Black by the Rolling Stones or uh, Fortunate Son by CCR, right? Like, if you're throwing stuff out of a helicopter, like, those are the songs, right? Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, money, man, well, money. <laughs> I guess so. Then they've got uh, when they're running in the dark toward the corn maze. It is a forest by the Cure, mm-hmm. and then for the first elimination, it's Boom by Pod. <laughs> Pod okay. getting paid. So here's the part that I still don't understand about this maze. So you have to choose which way to go, right? Mm-hmm. And Devin and Tori go one way, uh, Anissa and Jordan go a different way, and Johnny and Banana, Johnny and Bananas, Johnny and Nani end up going the same way as Tori and Devin. Now, Bananas team and Devin's team end up in the same place, the same camp. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then Anissa and Jordan end up in a different camp. Was it ever fully explained what the difference was between the two camps? Like, was there an advantage to one over the other? Was there supposed to be an advantage over one or the other? Like, I didn't really understand that. I, my interpretation was that they were of equal benefit, just on opposite sides. Like, I had assumed that the mirror, that the maze, if you drew a line through the middle, was like a mirror image of itself. And I okay. feel like they're just on opposite sides of the mirror, but like in essentially the same place. Mm-hmm. But like we had no confirmation of that. Like that's just me making assumptions, which as yeah, you know, yeah, makes yeah. it an asset of you and me. So like, I don't know. I, I yeah. It was weird to me that that wasn't explained more clearly. And also I, maybe it was just for the visuals, but like they mm-hmm. never really explained what all the lights were for. And like, and like they had helmets that were colored and everything. I, I don't know. Like I, I felt like it has a real laser quest vibe, but they never explained why. Yeah. I thought that, you know, maybe one of the camps, you know, when they started the next day or was it the next day? I don't Whatever. Whenever they started up again, after being at the camps and TJ's in the middle and he's like, all right, go. I thought like maybe one of the camps would be an easier route. Yeah, that was never really explained. And Mm. to be honest, I'm going to be super honest here. That's one of those things where in editing, I would have made that just, I would have just made that up. (laughs) Right? Like, I just would have been like, all right, so taking a look at these two, these two mazes, actually, if you went this way, it actually is two minutes, an approximate two minutes faster. Like, Mm. who's going to know the difference, right? And then like, because it doesn't matter, just you know, that's the intention, but it doesn't mean that you still go through the maze the right way the first time. No. Right. Like, so you just had the opportunity to get there a lot faster than if you went to the other place, or I thought there was going to be a trap. Like if you went to the other side and you went to the wrong camp, it's like, you have to hold here for an extra 20 minutes, like something like that along the way, just to add a little more uh, to this. But that was just me. No, I'm with you. Uh, Just throughout this final, like all three episodes, I feel like obviously we've talked about less about the 100 hours and more like details about what's really going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Totally. So as we mentioned, uh, it's now a race to the middle where you find TJ, right? And Mm. I give them credit, like in terms of set design, like them to create that huge maze, them to like build that huge set and have all the lights, like that looked really, really, really cool. Um, but I don't think it translated in terms of like a challenge final, like how difficult it was or actually what they were doing. I don't know if that part translated on TV. Does that make sense? Like it didn't yeah. seem that difficult. Like it looked cool, but like, okay, cool. Anyways, so they race to the middle. Um, Nani and Bananas are arguing their way through, but Tori and Devin end up making it to the middle first, and then Tori farts. Uh, Well, I was going to say, this is my line of the episode. Tori says, I'm going to fart. She farts, and then she goes, oh, I peed. And TJ looked 
so unimpressed <laughs> with the whole. <laughs> I'm going to say I was also TJ watching this. I was like, okay, what, what are we doing right now? And like, I woke up, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. As you mentioned, as we talked about, like I'm in Cancun right now. So I struggled to figure out how to watch said episode. Like I couldn't find it. And so finally found whatever stream and uh, needed it to upload and it wouldn't upload yet. And so I saw the rest of the season, just not last night's episode. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'll wake up this morning. I'm not going to lie to you. It's 7 a.m. while I'm laying in bed in Cancun. I can't lie to you. I question my life when Tori's <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I farted. Oh, and I just peed. And I'm like, what am I doing? What is, <laughs> what's happening right now? <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I actually had a moment of, really? This is what we're doing now? And, like, by this point, too, it's apparent that they're going to win. And you already know my feelings. This is what I think makes such a good pod or a good conversation because we are on opposite sides of, you know, how we feel about the Tory and Devin uh, partnership, alliance, crew, all of that fun stuff. I mean, but I was we, uh... definitely TJ in that moment. I don't I'm gonna pause you there. I don't think we're on opposite sides of the Tory and Devin side. I know that you're not cheering for them, and I'm think I've been very gracious so far in not chirping you about that. But <laughs> I also like I don't think you hate them or anything. Like there's no. definitely people on the sh on the show in general. And like like if uh what's his face? If Fessel Turbo. Turbo or Fessel. We're in this final, and I was for some reason cheering for them, and you weren't. Like that'd be different. Like it, they're just not. Tori and Devin just aren't your preference. You enjoy mm -hmm. them by moments. You didn't enjoy when Tori farted, but you enjoyed this moment. Farted and peed. I was just TJ. That's all I'm saying. I was TJ. Uh, you know, she, they ate a lot of pasta and bread. She might be in some gastric distress, and we shouldn't judge. Fair. Totally fair. I also, um, I did want to point out that. Oh, oh. So I think, though, one thing I did want to point out is that Bananas and Nani, their arguments that they're having with each other, Bananas and Nani, you know, Bananas is kind of trying to make this work here, and he's trying to egg Nani on to like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And Nani's knee hurts, but she doesn't really communicate that with Bananas. So then he fails really bad at the end. But they make up. Mm -hmm. They make up, you know. And they kind of have to because they're now, because Devin and Tori came in first, the last two teams, Banani and uh, Anissa and Jordan, they now are in an elimination against each other. And one team is going home. I think we might have felt a little different about last episode if we had this you know, elimination yeah. Yeah. built into last episode, right? With Absolutely. whoever the last two teams would have been, who knows what the elimination would have been. Like maybe it could have been a great elimination competition that would have boosted the stakes of this entire final. So I that agree. is one thing I do want to say in defense of, you know, whatever people might be thinking of this final, or if it sounds like we're crushing the level of difficulty of this final, like, having a plan of how something's going to go and then having it completely upended by just injury, you know, I think like that is a tough thing to do. Um, but at the end of the day, 
um, we have this elimination now where it's Nani and Bananas against uh, Anissa and Jordan. And I got to ask you, it's our it's what we call Powerball, the American Gladiators game. But I've got to ask you, John, like, who did you think was going to win? Like, was it very apparent to you or as apparent to you as it was to me what was going to happen? Or I were you kind of like thought, on the fence? I thought Jordan and Anissa were going to win this. Like, I have it in my notes that I, uh, I that Anissa, I thought, had this huge advantage. First of all, Nani was hurt. And, like, I know Anissa's been injured this entire time. But I thought Nani's hurt, like injury was more fresh and would hold her back more. And also, I mean, it, it's just true, but Anissa's bigger and harder to move and, yeah. uh, um, and was able to, I just thought would be able to bully Nani past, like just get mm-hmm. past her, drag her if she had to, and also stop her dead. Uh, yeah. I also thought, like, Johnny says, you know, oh, this is like, 50-50 evenly matched between me and Jordan. I didn't see it that way at all. I think of Jordan at this stage as much more athletic than John, mm-hmm. much faster, much more explosive. But uh, I was wrong on both counts. Like this was, this could have been uh, a total route for Bananas and Nani, except mm-hmm. that Nani kept having these brain farts where she would get to the inner circle and, yes. and and miss all she had to do was stop and like gently place the ball in like Anissa's not able to speak like to touch her at that point and but she kept like just like she I guess she was frazzled and she'd bounce the ball off if that doesn't mm-hmm. happen and that's just like that was just strictly on Nani that was just a mental error then it's it's over like it's a it's a cakewalk right yeah Totally agree. And I think, you know, watching this, I was on, I was with you, right? I thought that Devin, or not Devin, that Anissa and Jordan had a really good chance at winning. Um, And I thought that Nani did a really good job in terms of realizing that she had to use her speed to get around Anissa. But then also, I mean, let's be honest, because Nani was honest about it and Anissa discussed it as well. Nani just going for Anissa's ankle. Right. Like, as Anissa said, though, what other chance does Nani have in stopping her? Right. She has to go for a leg. She has to go low. You know, even any football player will tell you or football coach will tell you lowest person wins. Right. So, like, all of that stuff, I mean, it just didn't look good. I think Jordan needed a better performance. But two things here we got to give Bananas credit because in the middle of it, he acknowledged that he took off the jersey because he felt that that gave extra uh, material for Jordan to grab onto and hold them and tug them and pull them. And so he took off his jersey and it worked. Jordan couldn't grab him that time. But on the flip side, Jordan left his jersey on and Bananas used that to his advantage in terms of being able to clutch and grab and hold Jordan down. So got to give Bananas credit for something that we talk about all the time on this pod with how just you know clever he is and figuring out the little intricacies of uh whatever game it is that you're playing but i gotta say something to you i'm going to actually give devin a lot of credit here because in a little in the beginning i was like ah here we go again another example of devin just missing the smoke 
but it's a beautiful part of the challenge, right? They earned that. They won. Yeah. They were in first, you know? And so you can't, like, you can't knock him for winning something so that you don't have to go into elimination. That is the point of the game. So I got to give Devin a lot of credit. You know, I know I slandered last week. I was talking about how, like, you know, just ducking smoke, avoiding smoke, figuring out ways to get out of uh, eliminations and all that, which I get is a part of the game. But that was more based off of, like, the politicking. If you're winning and avoiding yeah. eliminations, I mean, that's you the all, point. I, I can't knock that at all. You also, like... Uh, obviously, I'm more Team Devin than you are, which is fine. You're still my friend. But I think that, like, the key thing here is Devin is playing to his strengths. Mm -hmm. And he just knows. Like, you're, like, I think there's just two sides to the coin. You're right. He avoids the smoke. But he also knows that's not his strength. Exactly. Right? Like, and, and you just have to accentuate the positive, which I think Devin and Tori are, are both really good at. And it's sort of yeah. the key to their success this season. For sure. And and I mean this more so in like he caught another break. Not necessarily that he ducks smoke and doesn't want to go in. I'm just saying the nature of how this all played out. You know, that was a huge break for them to, to win that part and not have to go into a, a very tough elimination. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, it went right down to the wire. It ends with uh, Nani tackling Anissa's ankle. And Anissa basically can't go on. Like, that's essentially how this ends. But that also, to me, is, like, super interesting, right? Like, so Jordan and Anissa, they kind of flail out injured. Horacio and Olivia kind of flail out injured. And now we have Nani, who is hobbled. Her knee is messed up, injured. It's just like, okay, I see where this is going. But your man's is he's talking that talk, right? Here's a quote for you. I don't know if it's my line of the episode, but my guy says, and I'm, by my guy, I mean your guy, Devin. <laughs> our says, guy. Quote, he could be our guy. Definitely. Devin and Tori, budding superstars looking for a win. It's like, okay, okay, okay. I see where this is going now, right? That That sounds like a dude who – that sounds like a dude who did a confessional after they won. <laughs> right? And I, I applaud that. Talk I that talk, to, man. I have to do – we're going to have a You Killed It first here. You know how, obviously, we have our lines of the episode. You know how we have our uh, MVP, who killed it. And mm -hmm. sometimes, in rare instances, we have an LVP. Okay. I'm going to have my worst line of the episode. Okay. In a 30-second span – your man, Johnny Bananas, mm -hmm. butchers two turns of phrase. First, he says that he and Nani have run the gambit together. The word he's looking for is gamut, G-A-M-U-T, not gambit. A gambit is a chance. It's a risk. <laughs> a gamut is like a difficult pass. Like they've, they've run the gamut together. Then within seconds of that, your man, Johnny, says they say that blood is thicker than water, but what Nani and I have is thicker than blood. Here's the thing. And this is a common misconception. Ma <laughs> in modern times, we say blood is thicker than water, and we take it to mean that uh, your relations 
your blood relatives are closer, are thicker than water. But the original phrase is that the uh, blood of the oath is thicker than the water of the womb, meaning that just because you're born into a relationship, i.e. a relative, the blood oath of friendship, the people you choose, is stronger and thicker because it's a choice. That's the origin of that phrase. So oh. your man's Johnny Bananas fucks up twice. I got to be honest. I did not know that. I am did nothing, not if not an educational experience, Sheldon Alexander. I'm fully aware, and I, I appreciate <laughs> it much like I'm sure that our listeners also appreciate it as well. Um, I wonder if it was appreciated seeing the other two teams come to cheer on the ending of this finale here as Horatio and Olivia come back, Jordan and Anissa, uh, they come back to basically watch and cheer on this final. And uh, basically it's a bunch of different stages to close it out. It's a race to the finish, essentially. And it starts off with, it had basically elements of things that we've already seen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of this part of the finale? Well, this is, this is what I was talking about before, where like they have the elimination where Jordan and Anissa are eliminated. And then like they go back to their campsites, they sleep, they wake up, they have a conversation. It's clearly first thing in the morning. And then they walk up to the second elimination and it's dark again. Um, we did see this. This is sort of a, a doubles take on the elimination that was it Nelson and Fessel did against each other? Where yes. Fessel eliminated yeah. Nelson. Yep. Uh, I really liked this one because mm -hmm. it felt like it fit thematically. Because to get through this, as we'll see. It, and like TJ says this, it's really about communication and supporting each other and working together, which thematically for Rider Dies is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. So I liked that. And I also liked that it was, you know, when they set all this up, they weren't 100% sure who was going to be the final two, the final two pairs. And I think any one of these four teams, if their communication was on point, this would have worked. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you didn't have to be the biggest, you didn't have to be the strongest, you didn't have to be the best at puzzles. All those things were important, but what really mattered was that you and your partner were talking, communicating, working together. And I just I love that thematically and I thought it was pretty it was pretty intriguing to watch. And like it ended up being a bit of a blowout, but it did like, I mean, the first level, they have to pull these spears through the drywall. And Bananas and Nani, like, win that stage. Like, they're the fastest through the first level. Yeah. The second level, they have to kick through drywall, and then they have to take 200 cinder blocks out of this, like, tunnel that they're trying to get through, and then rebuild them as a puzzle. And this is where it all falls apart for Bananas and Nani. And, like, it's not like they lost just as much as Devin and Tori won. Like, Devin and Tori factually did a better job at this. Yeah. I mean, Devin and Tori did a really good job. And one of the most important parts, and I think the, one of the most important reasons they won the whole thing, was just the way that they worked as a team. 
in terms of there's one point in the middle of uh, them putting together that crazy wall where Tori says in her confessional, she's like, we just communicate well. We both know our roles. Devin is going to be the brains for this one. I'm going to be the brawn for this one. And you could see them just working through building that puzzle, whereas Nani and Bananas were kind of all over the place because it was like, okay, no, 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 you focus on this. No, 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 I'm going to focus on this. No, no, no. And they're going back and forth, and Nani couldn't really – she was having trouble figuring out the puzzle, but now then Bananas stopping to try to help her is adding more time to him getting all of the cinder blocks out, right? So, yeah, communication I thought was a really huge part of what uh, that – final was um and credit where credit is due i thought that tori did such a really really good job because if you're looking at what tori had to deal with right her after getting over the whole jordan thing and figuring out what she could do the whole jordan thing to me i feel like added a little extra spur to her right and then at the end now having jordan be there to watch her do such a good job in the final as well i thought that was a really important part of all this because the final continues and jordan is there cheering her on so despite everything that they've been through jordan is there cheering her on that's really good for her to see but then also she mentioned she's there with her best friend and working really well with her best friend what her and Devin were able to do and communicate and building that wall after you get all of the cinder blocks out and you try and figure out, okay, well, how are we going to recently be able to figure it all out and get the cinder blocks in order? And I feel like it was such a tough process in terms of being able to, I feel like it was such a tough process in terms of being able to get all of the cinder blocks out and then to figure out, okay, what's the puzzle that we're trying to put together, which I don't know if they knew what the puzzle was that we were trying to put together. But the thing that I, I don't get is how did they, like, did they show them a picture of the puzzle they were trying to build? Because that was really hard. I I feel like that you're right, that they had some sort of idea of what it looked like because they kept referring to what it's supposed to look like. Like both teams said, no, it's supposed to look like this, but like the the pieces came out of the tunnel, not in any kinds of order. Um, and like Devin, I think was smart in that he kept it organized. Like it seemed like he was checking every piece mm-hmm. and like sort of keeping it organized. But I do feel like they had, at some point they must've been able to refer to an original piece because like they did both refer to the idea that like, Oh yeah, no, it's supposed to look this way. Not that way. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 So we just didn't see that part. Okay. That's fair. That's totally fair. But even still like to build that. So there are middle pieces. There are pieces that had one color on one side and another color on the other side. I need to figure out, how to put those pieces into place. And you mentioned it. The demise of Nani and Bananas was just, one, their communication was horrible. But also, you make one slight mistake, and that sets you back. Because they thought they had the whole wall built, but really, they were a row off. And so you stand there, you try to figure out, oh, what can we do? What can we do? But they waste so much time just realizing, we just need to start over. 
they just had, they had to start over and and it was also funny that like it, it, this was a subtle thing and i'm not saying that it it won the final for one team or the other but they were constructing theirs and the first side of the puzzle that they were doing was facing devin and tori and devin and tori the first side that they were doing was not facing bananas bananis I don't know why I would say that. <laughs> and so at one point, Devin and Tori like glance over at Johnny and uh, Nani because they can. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, they're doing it wrong. Like, this is our moment. Like, we just have to stay cool, calm, and collected, stay at our exactly. pace. And that helped. Like, and then even toward the end, like, they were like, we are going to put up our final wall at the very end. And like, as Devin's doing it, he's like, Tori, stay here, like, block their view. And then, as it turns out, Nani and Bananas made another mistake, and they put one of the puzzle pieces inside, like on the interior. And there's like, there's no way we're going to get it out. Not with, like, their backs were shredded. Nani's knee was done. Like they were just. It's, you know what? I'm going to give you, and I'm going to give you credit here because I think the point you just made needs to be emphasized. So. By having Bananas and Nani build their wall towards Tori and Devin, you're right. Tori and Devin get to see, oh, they've made a mistake. Like, we can relax. We just got to focus and do what we do, and then that's going to help us. Now, the flip side to that was once they get to their other side, and now uh, Bananas and Nani have to see what they're doing, they're like, Oh, wait, they're almost done. And that had the reverse effect on them yep. being able to see where Tori and Devin were at because then it's like they felt defeated. So by the time you make the second mistake, you could tell that they were just on the brink. It's like they were waiting for the other one to give the okay to quit essentially, right? Yeah. And that's that's what happened. And I got to be honest, for something that overall, if we the overall final – Right, we can talk about the season, but like I think the overall final, if people are kind of let down by it, like that is a a very fitting end. If you really think about it, right, it kind of like sputtered to the end with Nani and Bananas not even able to continue because, as he said, he had to then sit there and just watch them win, and that yeah. had to suck for them. It had to suck. I think it had to suck, and like I. I find Johnny to be very glib a lot of the time. And I know, like, you can see that that's a frustration for uh, Nani as well by moments. You know, he's goofing off, he's making jokes. And it was, I don't know if nice is the word, it was heartening to see that Johnny was so genuinely devastated that he and Nani lost. And like, mm-hmm. I think they lost together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's, they were both responsible for that loss. Like it all came down to that pile of center blocks. And I, I liked something he said in the moment, he said, it was our season. It just wasn't our night. We couldn't have had a better season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's right. I mean, you know me. Every episode of You Killed It. I was putting on the tinfoil hat, and I was like, the fix is in. They're setting it up for a big uh, Johnny and Nani victory. Because, like, they're the stars of the show. They brought Johnny out of retirement. You know, Nani's been around forever. Like, it's pretty, pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
you know, there's also no denying that Devin and Tori dominated this final. They were the leaders for all but two of the stages, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you can't you can't really begrudge them. I saw some people tweet like, oh, like it's clear that the fix is in that for Devin and Tori to win. I, like, listen, I know I'm obviously a Devin and Tori fan, but like, I don't think you like, I don't think you can say that things were slanted in their favor. No. Like, I mean, what do you not. think? Like, no, I think they, they won. Right. And like the only question I had was, do you think Horacio and Olivia had a chance to win this? Yeah. Like if, if the, the ball doesn't hit Olivia like that, do they have a chance to win this against Tori and Devin? Would that have made for a more exciting, interesting final? Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, listen, part of any competition, right, that is so long, there is going to be other teams that just fall to the wayside because of injury, because of whatever circumstances. It happens every year. So I can't overall knock Tori and Devin for completing something that was difficult enough that so many other teams couldn't complete it. That's not their fault. They did the work. They put in the work. And they dominated Right. Yep. And and no matter what it is, when you dominate like that, you got to get the credit for that because everyone else had the same opportunity to dominate and only one team could. And also, I mean, what really there's a few moments that this final really hinged on. One was the catapults, which eliminated Olivia and Horacio uh, mm-hmm. through no fault of their own, just like by a freak accident. But also Devin and Tori breezed through that. Like, that was over yeah. in, like, five minutes for them. And at that point, you could say, okay, Devin has a freaky skill with uh, slingshots that is unexplainable, but, like, he's super good. Sure. But then yeah. another moment that really turned the course of this was they dominated at the chalk bombs, which mm-hmm. they had fewer chalk bombs. They had to go first. It yeah. wasn't slanted in their favor. The running, I know they were uninjured, but like they're not, neither of them are like known for their running. Like Jordan, Johnny, and Nani, I think typically are all better runners. Olivia and Horacio are better runners, but again, a freak accident, a freak injury to Olivia eliminates them. I don't think, I don't think you can. And then obviously, the, the last thing that really decided it all was the cinder blocks. And like, there's no reason why Johnny and Nani could not have won that. They had a lead going in, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. it's. I think. It, I think it was pretty fair. Listen, Tori and Devin. Everyone has their strengths, and if Devin is really good at hitting targets, like that is just amazing. That's right? just a and skill. That super, yeah, that's a skill, and that's a super. Uh, another interesting reminder of all the different factors that go into the challenge, right? And so. Imagine you're Fessy, who thinks that you're top 10 in the challenge overall. And it's like, okay, well, how would you have done at hitting these targets or at the slingshot or at, you know, uh, the chalk bombs or whatever, right? Like there's so many different fascinating sides to it. And you add in building that cinder wall, that was hard. And Devin was all over it, right? And there's not a lot of people that would have been able to figure that out and then um, be able to communicate that and work with their partner, and then actually complete it. So 
credit where credit is due, man. That's a big dub. That putting together that cinder block thing was hard. Yeah. And I give them a lot of credit for that. Uh, big win. Big win for Devin and Tori. They are now challenge champions. Yeah. And like, it hasn't fully sunk in, but just as you're talking and mentioning Fessel, like Fessel's always talking about how great he is as a, as a, as a competitor that like, you got to put him in the top 10 all time. Mm-hmm. Undeniably, Devin has more championships than him. Uh, That's just the fact. Straight facts. He's got more rings. And like Tori has more rings than Cam, mm-hmm. Anissa, Nani. <laughs> like suddenly, like those two relative newcomers, right? Like they're from Are You the One? Like that really sort of puts them in a certain and, spot like they're suddenly not obviously they're not in the, i don't they i don't think either one is in the top five all time mm-hmm. uh, for either gender but like damn they are suddenly up there <laughs> like yeah. it's it's pretty impressive yeah. gotta give them credit man that's a big win for and the one thing i also want to emphasize a lot is this was a good lesson in the importance in communication because the way that they communicated as partners and worked together and knew when to let the other take the lead and when to fall back, I thought that's a really massive part of the challenge, especially when you're doing something with a partner. So got to give credit to them. I wish that, you know, for them, I feel like the hoopla wasn't as big as it might have been in yeah. other seasons for someone who's been on the show for that long and I hadn't won yet. Mm-hmm. Um, two things I want to ask you before we wrap here. One, uh, what did you make of Bananas, his confessional with Nani, basically how he feels like he let her down? He seemed a little bit sad. I was like, whoa, are we going to get some tears here or something? Like, what's going on? But uh, what did you make of that? I thought it was really nice. Like, you know, we we were critical of a a few teams who we said, you know, might not actually be ride or dies. Mm-hmm. Right. But Nani and bananas undeniably are ride or dies, even despite Johnny's mangling of the phrase, like they're undeniably tight. Right. And like, I still take his meaning. They mm-hmm. are undeniably very good friends. And like, they briefly dated, right? Like they were, they, they, right now. Yeah, they have they've truly explored every facet of that relationship. So, yeah, like that was I like I said it was heartwarming to me to mm-hmm. see it, like him just be so genuine and real. Like the the love is real. Yeah. No, totally fair. Totally fair. Uh the last thing, oh wait, I forgot what the last thing was that I was going to ask you cuz I said I had two things to ask you. Oh, I know what it is. Um, another great gesture at the end, they win the money and they decide that they're going to give the other competitors $38,000 each for -hmm. just making the final, something they obviously don't have to do, but a really, really, really good gesture, I think, um, and makes them really good people because not a lot of people have to do that. Again, bananas is up there. And we already know what Bananas has done to his own partner. So now imagine just giving money away to the people that you went against in the final. It's pretty cool. 
That's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. And here's the, here's the cynic in me. It also means that next season, Olivia and Horacio mm -hmm. and Jordan and Anissa and Johnny and Nani are going to have a hard time saying anything bad about you. <laughs> yes. Right? Right? Like if you're Olivia and Horacio, you come on the next season. And let's say Tori takes it off because I, I know that uh, they're going to be on like the challenge champions season, the world championship. But, like, if you're Olivia and Horacio, next regular season of the challenge, Devin's in the house. You can say, you know, I, like, we weren't really on the same side of the house, but I got to give that guy credit. He did give me $38,000. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's good long-term thinking. It's a, you could even call it a long-term investment. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Totally. So, all in all, great, great work. What did you think of the season as a whole? I thought the season had a lot more potential yeah. than it actually played out with in the end. And I don't know where the tipping point was, where it kind of went the other way. Maybe mm -hmm. it was because, like, the vets did such a good job of just getting a hold of the house and, like, reining in, you know, the, uh, the other side that might have been making moves. You know, like, if... Let's say if earlier on in the house, Nelson and Fessy actually partnered with Jay and uh, what was Jay's guy's name? The guy that was partnered with Norris? Johnny. He was also Johnny. Yes, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like if that faction of the house had their stuff in order from the beginning or like – because what happens with Fessy is he's trying to play both sides and like lay low for a little, right? Mm -hmm. When – Bro, once it comes down to the come down, you're not going to be able to lay low. So you yeah. might as well try to knock off the people who do make it to the finals, the Jordans, the bananas, right? Like, and even letting Devin hang around, right? Like, that's a difficult thing to do. Um, so I thought overall, there's a lot more fireworks early that kind of tailed off. But in reality, what that means is, They've injected some new people in that I think will be really good. Like, look at where Olivia made it. Horacio made it. I still think that Jay and Michelle are great challenge characters. Their gameplay sucked. But I feel like a lot of people's gameplay sucks at the start when they're into the challenge. I think Johnny is a good addition if he sticks around and comes back. Norris was awesome. Mm -hmm. So I think there are a lot of good new people in the challenge. And it just turned into us seeing a lot of familiar faces at the end because of their great gameplay, mm. but they might not have been the most entertaining towards the end. Yeah. Right? Like the Tory Devin thing became too much. And then obviously having them make it all the way to the final, like kind of drag that on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm interested to see sort of what the next season holds for a few mm. reasons. First of all, Tori and Devin, are going to have to change their game, Ooh, right? Yeah. Because they're Devin in particular, his game is all political. It's all social. And now people like Anissa says it in one of the confessionals. She said, you know, a lot of people sleep on Devin, but they're awake now. And like, that's going to be yeah, the case. Yeah. Like 
I mean, you refer to the fact that like maybe someone should have like truly taken a run at Devin and Tori earlier. Is is yeah. that going to be a mistake? Like, are they going to be able to make it all the way through again, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yes, without people sincerely going after them. And like, there was one point on this episode where I thought to myself, like, Jesus, Devin's looking like jacked. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah like. Yeah. He's he's never gonna be like a Fessel or a Nelson or a Johnny physically, but like he's not the like beer doughy looking guy that he once was either. Like he's yeah. definitely and like if you think about all the running they did, I don't think they actually ran for like a hundred hours as they sort of implied. But mm-hmm. Devin and Tori like we only saw them walking a couple times. Like they weren't the fastest, but they never stopped either. Yes, agreed. Agreed. I thought that part was really interesting and um yeah, like just in terms of all of the the season overall, in terms of stars of the show, as Devin referred to him and Tori as like, you know, the new superstars of the show. What did you think of that? What do you think of that angle just in terms of you know Jordan and Anissa, but we didn't. We knew that they really weren't going to win. We've seen this same story from Nani and Bananas, well, mostly Nani, where she says, "I'm used to losing," right? Yeah. So, like, we've seen this angle before. Would this season have been better served if, like, someone else made it to the final? Like, no, I, or even maybe just seeing uh, Olivia and Horacio, what they would have been able to do more. I don't know. I mean, the the final I think was really shaped by all the freak injuries. Yeah. Right. Like three mm-hmm. teams were basically eliminated by injury. Mm-hmm. Two and a half yeah. teams. Yeah. Uh, out of four. Um, but uh, you know, I think the four teams that made the final were the four teams that deserved to be there. The only ones that like should be in the conversation are Fessel and Mariah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe over Jordan and Anissa. But that said, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think Fessel and Mariah would have won. I, I I think they would have yeah. had communication breakdowns. I think the, the puzzles would, the have, puzzles been would have been too tough. Yeah, the like I think Fessel would have been a dick to Mariah. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk to you about like who do you think the um the rookies of the year are? Because like off the hop, like it's easy to wow. say Olivia and Horacio, but like Naris was great, Mariah was great. Right, like we I think But the reason I think he had to give it to Horacio and Olivia is because like they realistically could have won if she doesn't get hit in the face with the golf ball, right? And like yeah. add in their actual performance throughout the whole season. Like they fought to stay in that house. They were thrown into elimination after elimination after elimination. And yeah, sometimes they were helped in said elimination, and then other times they just won it on their own. But they also won daily challenges. Like I thought that they had a really good season and a really good rookie season. Mm-hmm. But to, further to your point, we saw a lot of really good debuts. Mariah was a really good addition. I still think Johnny is a good addition, right? He just yep. needs to figure out his gameplay a little more, but and like his romance situation a little more. But like Narice was a really good addition as well. There's some good faces, you know, and I almost forgot about Nelson. Right. And I'm not saying Nelson for the sake of being rookie of the year, but I'm just saying so much happened on this season that like 
that part of the show seems like a lifetime ago. Mm -hmm. Right? Like it seems so long ago when it was like the Jay and Michelle and Jay and Nelson are boys. And now everything flipped because they made a huge mistake. And now Nelson already picked a side, but he picked the wrong side because Jay messed up his gameplay, you know? Um, yeah. I just thought it was a really good season. I did think it was a good season. I, I thought it was a, I really enjoyed the season. I do feel like it would have been nice if it had been maybe two episodes shorter. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, like just look, man. We're on episode 19 right now, and 20 is going to be the reunion. So and possibly 21. Show, possibly episode 21. Yeah, it's right? possible. Like they they it's tend possible. to break it up over two these days. Um, I think you know who my MVPs of the season are. No, it's the same. It's the okay. same. Like they won the show. There's no way that like they won the show. They put in work. They dominated. They were the last team standing. There's no debate. There's no argument. There's no anything like they put in work. And some of those things at the end were really hard and they did it mm -hmm. right. So Credit where credit is due. Even just the fact that Bananas was like, yo, my back cannot move these cinder blocks anymore. Like, I like that's a, a really difficult thing to do, right? Yeah. So, yeah, all the power to Devin and Tori. They are obviously the MVPs. They won the season. Salute to them. And also, I love the gesture that they did. Even if they did say, hey, well, Casey and CT started this last season and we're just continuing it, they don't have to do that. They didn't no. have to mention that. In fact, I didn't even remember that until they brought it up. A tradition only becomes a tradition if people buy into it, right? Like to make something a tradition, Indeed. the second year is almost more important than the first year. You know what I mean? Great call, my dude. Great call. Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And a huge shout to the people that have been watching with us and liking and subscribing, writing in their comments on the YouTube page. Bless us with the like, all that fun stuff. Appreciate it. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. I'm not going to name names, but I did have a longtime listener okay. like message me on Monday. And she said that she walked past me on Young Street on the Sunday. Okay. And she was too embarrassed to say hi. So I'm not going to name names, but I'm going to say, if you see me out and about on the streets of Toronto, go ahead and say hi. I'm pretty yeah. friendly. I will say I walk with purpose. Like I put on the <laughs> Toronto mean face, you know, and I, I have big strides. Good I'm face a good, cat, man. That's right. And I, I walk with purpose and speed, but like I'm very friendly. Like I'm the kind if I see someone looking at a map, I'll stop and like try to give them directions. So by all means, if you see me out in the wilds, go ahead and say hello. I'll say hi uh, back. Thank you for reminding me too, because I'm mad at myself that I didn't get this message out from the very beginning of this pod. So last week, uh, if you remember, we recorded on Thursday morning and then I rushed off to work because it was NBA trade deadline day. Mm -hmm. And then... I had a Raptor game that night as well. And then Friday was super busy as well. Or maybe the Raptor game was on Friday. Whatever it was. It was. Friday. We're now Raptor. on the same sports beat. So here's the thing, though. So I finish everything for a game on Friday. And I sit down at my desk at work. And I'm like, 
uh, that was crazy. Like it was just a rush trying to figure everything out and then backup plans because the Raptors were making trades and changes and then late press conferences and all this stuff. So I finally finish and I sit down and I'm like, ah. And I go on, I pick up my phone and I go on to Instagram and I get a message from longtime listener Jade. Jade says, I don't know how you guys are going to have a pod for th- this is last week. Okay. I don't know how you guys are going to have a pod for this week's episode. It was sadly almost just puking. So weird to make it a three-part final and have almost no content for the middle. I read that message. And again, this is Friday at like seven. And I'm like, oh shit, I haven't edited the pod yet. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, thanks for this message as always. But today was even more important because I've had a super busy last few days with work. And I totally forgot I hadn't posted the pod yet, despite the fact that we recorded it yesterday morning. Blame the NBA for being crazy, but also thank you so much because I totally forgot to edit the pod. So yeah, thanks, Jade. And see, I, I messaged saying I'm gonna put this on. I'm gonna message mention this on this week's pod, and I almost forgot that. But thank you, um, thank you, Jade. Thank you, John, for mentioning our listeners because we have the best listeners. We have the best fans. And we appreciate you guys so much because you guys are part of the pod, whether you know it or not. And yeah, that is an actual true story that happened. Totally forgot that I didn't edit the pod yet. And then I just went, oh, shit. (laughs) So good. And it wasn't even, you know what I appreciate? It wasn't even a message that sometimes happens where people are like, guys, where's the pod? How come it's not posted yet? You know, like that wasn't the vibe. I I didn't know. I didn't know that the podcast was a day late because I got no messages about it. But you know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying, right? Like it it was just posted with such a nice, you know, I don't know how you guys are going to do this week's. And I was like, oh, wait, I forgot to do that. That's so so funny. Here we are. So I'll try not to forget now, even though I'm in Cancun right now. And uh, yeah, there's a beach and a bar calling me. But appreciate everybody. Appreciate you, John. Thank you, my dude. My pleasure. Until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.